interrupt me. Hello, welcome back to Girl Uninterrupted. This is Lisa again. I hope you guys have had a great week. I know I'm putting this podcast out a little bit late. It's just been a lot going on. If you haven't seen the video, the coming in video vlog that we have, then you should definitely check that out. It was amazing to sit with friends and to talk about our experiences together. It's so insightful to hear about other people's experience of coming out. And you should definitely go check it out, especially considering the fact that it is Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everyone. I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be lit this month. Like You should just look into all the different events that are going on and try to go to at least one, even if you are not in the queer community, because it's always insightful. A little life update is that your girl is trying to be more mindful. So... I am now on a 30-day vegetarian diet. It might roll over to me being vegetarian again for a year or more. But I'm trying to be more mindful of my eating habits and just my mindful period. Um, I was going to the gym a lot before I started back being vegetarian. And I realized that it made me feel good, but what I was eating didn't. So I'm trying to balance out my life and I just need this really good detox from from meat so that I can, um, if I do start back, because I'm not sure if I will or not, um, if I do start back, I can be more mindful of, of how much I am eating and when I am eating it and, and kind of incorporating vegetarianism and veganism into my diet, not really doing an extreme of either, but really trying to balance it all out. So wish me luck on that. You guys be praying for me because I am really trying to be a lot more intentional with things when it comes to myself. Because um, I, I I do a lot like my day-to-day -day job um, is with a nonprofit and I work with kids and I have to be intentional with them and I'm intentional with other people all the time but I, I'm trying to give a lot more of that back to myself so if you can incorporate that into your life I suggest you do that because it really feels good to think about yourself sometimes and to um, dedicate certain things to you I dedicate cooking to me I dedicate um, going to the grocery store to me um, I even know my girlfriend is not a vegetarian and she's kind of like uh, going through it right now from um, the difference of the cooking that I've been doing, it's really empowering and it feels good for me to do things for myself and to take time for myself. But off of me, I want to jump into what this podcast episode would be about. I didn't write too much for this because I'm trying to be more candid on things and actually tell um, you things from my experiences because I am not the one to be giving advice, but this is really more so about me trying to tell my experience so that if you can learn from it, you can, because I've definitely learned from it. But the other day I was looking through my phone and I saw a video of myself just looking out into space, talking about how I just wanted to be like the birds. And you can hear the birds chirping in the background and it was a little bit melodramatic, but I was probably a good 95 pounds and you could tell that I was not in the best of, of spaces and it was my senior year in college and I was just going through a I can't even say breakup because we weren't even in a relationship it was a very odd situation that I'm going to talk about eventually 
but it was a tough situation for me to go through on top of me being at that racist ass school and me dealing with the homophobia and racism and stuff from there. So I was at a very, very low point. And it made me become extremely grateful for where I am now. It made me think about the difference between who Jaleesa was when she was 21 years old, 21, 22 years old now, and and who she is now at 25. And I think that that Lisa would be extremely proud of this Lisa for going out on the limb and fighting for my happiness. And it's kind of weird because um, I used to put on these poetry showcases back in Mississippi in college that were based upon us talking about different topics that affected us. Same thing I'm doing now, but through poetry. Um, the first one was on Soul Cries. So it was about things that we wanted to say. It was breaking silence, breaking silence. Um, it was about things we wanted to say that we haven't said. Um, the second one was about so- society kills. That's what it was called. Society kills. And it was more so on like um, how society makes you feel about yourself, how it affects your self-esteem and all of that. And then the last one that I did was on um, caged birds. So it's kind of ironic that I did that video and then now I'm doing this podcast that's going to be entitled Fly Little Birdie Fly because um, everything just comes full circle that now I feel very free, extremely free. And maybe, you know, eventually I'll think think of things in my life that are, you know, in case, that I, I, I outgrow that I think are um, encaged, encaging me, but I don't at this moment now, I don't feel like that too much. Um, and I'm very proud of myself for that, for fighting for my happiness. But um, at that time when that I was that unhappy, I knew what was going to make me happy. I knew that leaving Mississippi was going to make me happy. I, I didn't think that regardless of, regardless of what I would have done, in Mississippi, if I would have stayed, I would have been in that state. I would have been 95 pounds, um, 95 pounds. I would have been depressed. Um, I would have probably went into doing self-harm again. We're going to have a topic about that as well, but um, a, a podcast talk about that as well, about self-harm, because I, I have... A past with it, but I do know that if I would have stayed there, I would have really just seeped into deep depression, and there was nothing that that state was going to give me to help me. I had my friends there, I had my family there, but I knew that it was it was the environment I had to get away. So when my cousin came to me, um, my senior year in college, and she was like, "Hey, I'm moving to Tallahassee," and I was like okay, cool. You know, um, she was going there for her own personal reasons. And I probably slept on it for two days and called her up and was like, Oh, look, I'm coming too." (laughs) I just knew that I I wanted to get away. Like I knew I needed to. And I've always, um, wanted to live in Florida. That was, that has been my dream. Um, so I, I knew that I wanted to move to Florida I didn't move to Tallahassee, though, because Tallahassee was extremely too much like Mississippi to me. So I started to put in different applications, and I um, 
started traveling basically like I drove down to Orlando for a job interview and then I drove down you know I oh, flew out to Miami for a job interview and I absolutely fell in love with Miami it was the complete opposite of Mississippi it was so many black and brown people and in Mississippi it was just extremely too black and white that when I got here I was like it was just like a a side it was it was a breath of fresh air I had just let out a sigh of relief that I was not going to be the only black person or the only like um I the chances of me being discriminated against because I am I have dark skin was very slim I guess that's what I was thinking that's not really the truth all the way because colorism and things are a lot more deeper than what I what I could have seen through the lens of a Mississippian and I can see now while living in Miami but that's an, also another topic for another day but um yeah like I, I knew that Miami was for me so I went back home and I was talking to my sisters about it like okay this is what I want to do I want to move to Miami um and they were like no girl like you I don't think you need to go me and my sister fought for probably a good two weeks because I was going to move and she did not want me to leave and my stubborn rebellious self got into my Altima and 2006 Altima and had $200 to my name and drove down to Miami I had a job though but I did not have a place to live did not and that's where I want to start talking about like moving. Moving, it can be liberating. You're out on your own. I knew absolutely no one here and, and the idea was so freeing, but the reality is that moving can be really hard. And if I can use my experience to help anyone, I just want to talk about the things that I learned through my experience that could possibly help somebody else who wants to move to another state. I moved almost over 13 hours away from home by myself. So I just want to give you a little bit of insight um, about the experience that I went through because it was a lot. But I didn't have a place to live. <laughs> I didn't. And the other thing is that the reason that I came down here was to fight for a cause. I was trying to do what I knew made me happy, what I knew made gave me reasons to live, which is helping people. I wanted to fight for a cause. I wanted to make this world a better place. So the job that I took here did not, it wasn't as secured as I thought that it was going to be. Um, so it, I just moved here knowing that I was going to struggle, but thinking that it was going to be worth it. And, um, I, to not undermine the work of the people who I came down here with, um, I'm, I'm not going to say, but it was an extremely hard process to do on your own. And, um, I just think that I would have, that if I would have made a plan, if I would have thought beforehand how things were going to be, then things would have been different. So that's what I want to say is that making a plan is important because 
you can't play around with your own livelihood. I was homeless. Like I was living out of my car and jobs aren't very like secured either. So like you, I was topping from jobs. Like it was a lot that was going on. And luckily I, I bumped into some people who allowed for me to sleep on their couch and allow for me to, you know, crash sometimes or whatever. But it's not always like that. Mississippi, Speaking from my experience, Mississippi is a very, very hospitable place where people are extremely nice. And if they see that you are in need, then they're going to try to help you. But Miami is just not like that. Like people are not that nice. Like friends come and go. People have their motives and they, they're trying to survive. So the, the survival mentality is a little bit different from Mississippi. Like it's the same because I know that I spent a lot of time surviving when I was younger and not really living, but it's it's different. So it's just not worth it to put your livelihood up to chance like that. And I think that making a plan it would would help out a lot more. So making sure you have a place to live at the minimum, making sure you have a place to live. Then comes a job and then like I, if you can't save money, if you have money saved up before, that's great as well. But I do understand the necessity of like wanting to get away and needing to get away. And sometimes you don't have that time to prepare. So I get you. Like I, I really, really do get people who who make the same decision that, that I did and just move on a hope and a prayer. But my... um my parents had to be looking out for me. Like my angels were above me because I could have, I've gotten put into a lot of crazy situations. I've stayed over people, stayed over, I'm going to be really honest. I stayed over guys' house that were really mean to me because I needed a place to, to stay. And I dealt with a lot of stuff that I didn't really have to deal with because I didn't want to go sleep in my car at night because it's scary as fuck sleeping in your car. So sometimes it's, you know, it's just hard. And if you can just take a moment or take a month and say, I'm going to leave in a month, but during this month, I am going to save money and every bit of money that I have, I'm going to stack it up and then I'm going to move. That's better. Cause that way you can get a hotel or you could, um, rent a room or Airbnb a place so that you are not sleeping in your car. Cause that's, just not the way to go at all because the worst thing you could do is move somewhere expecting other people to take care of you or to be nice to you because it's just not gonna happen at all the other thing is that um I move to Miami a very emotional person I was an emotional wreck it was so much that I had not dealt with that followed me and it will follow you. So if you're trying to move off of the assumption that, oh, if I just move here, everything is going to be okay. That's just not the reality because your problems will follow you if you are your problem. And also your issues are going to follow you if you have not dealt with them. So luckily when I came to Miami, I, I think it was like a month of me really just partying and getting extremely drunk. I think at that time I did have a drinking problem. Um, I was running from my issues and I was trying to cope with what it felt like to be 
a little black queer girl from Mississippi who parents, who mother died and who dad was not around and who had neglect issues and attachment, you know, like I was trying to deal with who it meant to be me outside of Mississippi. Um, and I was running away from that, but eventually it took some time for me to, um, I, I met an amazing girl that I'm no longer friends with now, but I met an amazing girl who helped me kind of tune into that. And I became vegetarian, which is what I always wanted to become. In high school, I wanted to become vegetarian. My sister was like, girl, who buying your food? Because <laughs> I'm not about to cook all this stuff and I'm not about to go out. Of, you know, like she, I was not, <laughs> was not in a place to do it at that time. So whenever I got on my own and I was buying my own food and I was in my own environment, I was able to um, do the things that I knew that would make me feel good. So I became vegetarian. I was vegetarian for a year. And I started a whole routine. I would wake up. I would meditate. I would go for a run. I started this whole routine and I things became a lot more clear to me. I started to deal with, with the effects of my mother's death on my life. I started to deal with um, what it meant what me and my father's relationship was and, and how I felt about leaving my family. Um because my little brother is everything to me. And so I, I, I loved and I didn't, you know, it, I just started to think about the effects of my life back in Mississippi and what that meant to me and who it made me be. Um, so it's going to follow you. And even after that, like, I still had issues, like, you know, of, I still had issues. I still have issues. <laughs> so it, it still follows you as long as you are not, um, as long as you're not dealing with yourself, you're, it's always going to be a problem. Now, if you're leaving the state or city or country that you are trying to leave for better opportunities, go for it. Go for it. Because I needed to be in a different place for me to be myself, for me to even think about what it meant to be Jaleesa and Giles and not what it meant for me to be black. You know, I, I needed for me to look at myself as a whole and not just as these these identities that were outside of the, the norm um, in Mississippi. That's extreme to me. Like it was overwhelming how different I was. So, um yeah, like you, you have to deal with yourself. So don't run away from your, your problems by moving to another state, another country, another city. Like deal with yourself. You're going to have to deal with that. But like I said, if you're trying to move for opportunities, go for it. Like that's that's great. Just check yourself and make sure that that it is what it is. Um, you will have to... Put yourself in uncomfortable situations, but never put yourself in unsafe situations. And coming from a person who did the complete opposite of that, like that's a necessity. I think that you should always think to you, to, to yourself, all right, I'm going to be uncomfortable. Coming from Mississippi where people drive probably 60 60 miles per hour on the highway and then here where people are driving like 80 that was a different that was uncomfortable coming to Miami where I was um speaking English a little country girl and majority of everybody here spoke Spanish or Creole like that was uncomfortable what I shouldn't have done 
was put myself in unsafe situations, which is which is where the problem comes in of me not having a place to live and sleeping in my car or me staying at people's house because I really just did not want to sleep in my car, you know, like, or me um, dealing with certain things just because I didn't want to be by myself, like just different stuff like that. Like you don't put yourself in unsafe situations, but it's okay to make yourself uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, I need to get out of our comfort zone sometimes, but there is such a huge difference between the two. And realizing that is really, really, really important, especially when you're somewhere by yourself. If you have family around, you have friends and whatever, like that's a little bit easier. But by yourself, you have to always think like, okay, am I going to be safe? Is this just a situation where I'm going to be a little bit uncomfortable or is my livelihood going to be at stake? Because those are questions that you have to ask yourself because that's just the truth. So, um... The next one is not being afraid to ask for help or admit that you were wrong. Adjusting and sticking through it. So, all right. How can I explain this one? Not being afraid to ask for help. I made a mistake. My mistake was not taking care of myself. My mistake was not looking out for Jaleesa first. And... I had to come to terms with that. I had to call my sisters and say, I need help. Did I get the help? No, not really. Like, I didn't. I really did push through this my majority of myself, but asking for $40 because if I didn't, I wouldn't have anything to eat or being able to ask for advice. That's what I really got. If I got anything from my sisters, anything from my family, it was advice of what do you think I should do? Because I don't know everything. But being able to admit that, that you are wrong or that you need help outside of going against what people want for you is important because they didn't want me to be here. So it took a lot for me to be like, okay, you were kind of right that I should have took my time or you were kind of right. I am here by myself and this is hard. I mean, it's a, a shot to your ego, but who really needs ego when it, your livelihood is at stake? Like, that's just not, that makes absolutely no sense. You have to be able to admit that you are wrong and ask for help and then adjust, adjust. Because you moved for a reason. People don't make these huge decisions lightly. I hope that you don't. People don't make them lightly. But um, you shouldn't make these decisions lightly. lightly. But if, you, if you're if you the type of person who doesn't make decisions lightly, like I don't, I, I stick through through things that I, that I make a decision to do, then I have to adjust. I'm always adjusting. I have probably had three to four jobs since I've been here in Miami. And I started off on the wrong foot of me trying to help other people and not taking care of myself. And then the other thing was me rebelling against society and me saying that I was not going to use my degree and I was not going to do this and I was not going to do that. Um, just basically out of rage because I was a very angry girl. I was angry with society and I had every right to be um but, and I, I mean, I'm still kind of am now, but I just learned how to take care of myself. I just learned that. And I had to adjust. You know, it didn't make sense for me to be struggling teaching painting classes when trying trying to teach people through painting when I can always do that. But 
I can make a living helping people. That's what I really want to do is to help people and just paying attention to yourself. I know that I love, one, love to talk to people. Two, I love writing. That is everything to me. So that's where my heart is. Yes, I can paint. Yes, I can draw. Yes, I can sing. Like I can do a lot of different things, but where my heart is, is writing, is writing and speaking. So I was kind of copping out because my confidence level had went down extremely um, a lot because I had made a mistake. I did not take care of myself and I was suffering. So yes, I adjusted, but it was more so like, okay, what can you do? Um, what can you do to make some money and still kind of um, take care of yourself without speaking because speaking causes you too much anxiety now because now you feel now I felt like I was wrong now I felt like um I had no confidence in my decision making I just had none and and that makes sense because I was the people I was putting myself around the people that I was the things that I was doing it was draining me of my confidence completely everything that I was doing the people like the people were draining me of my confidence it had to take me to separate myself it had to take it had to take me adjusting and saying what is it that you want to do not what people think that you should do but what do you want to do what makes you happy in deciding that and being um persistent in that and then going for it, just sticking through it. It took me doing that because I I really was at a place that I did not recognize who I was. I was chasing something that did not belong to me. And now I get it now. Now I'm very confident. Now I know that I can do things and I have the confidence to speak (laughs) and start a podcast. Like that's, just takes adjusting in listening to your voice and listening to the universe and letting it guide you while doing the work. So being able to stick through things, but adjusting, because what you might see in your head, what you think is supposed to be in your head, sometimes is wrong and that's completely okay. But if you just adjust a little bit, you will see things clearly. So whenever you do move and you're having to make these decisions and you're thinking, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this or I'm supposed to be doing that. Are you though? Like, is this exactly what it's supposed to be? Can you adjust a little bit? Is it okay? Like, you you have to think about that because especially if you're going somewhere by yourself, you're your own, like, you have to have that confidence in yourself to make the decisions for you because no one else is there to make it for you. The last thing is um, survivor's guilt. I had that shit. I had it and I'm still working on not having this shit now because I pressed through. It was a lot. I had to get through the hardships of being here in Miami in order to experience what I'm experiencing now, which is a little taste of freedom. And that's me living and not surviving. And that's a huge step because I'm I've spent my entire life surviving I'm, I think that I deserve to live and living is me being able to go travel and to go see my friends in other states and 
to go buy myself things that I actually like that I think I look pretty in and to um, live in a decent ass apartment like it or drive a decent car like it's for me decent was too much like I don't know if I didn't think that I deserved decent or decent was I thought that decent was um, extra but now I know that I deserve more than decent and it's okay for me to want things for myself. It's okay for me to want to experience things. Um, and it's okay that people in Miss some people in Mississippi or some people in other states don't. Like it's it's fine. And it's not on me. Yes, like what is on me is that I go back and help my state, which I'm in the works of talking to some people now about implementing things in Mississippi or in, at least in my hometown that will make it a little bit, little bit better. That's what I think that my um, I'm obligated to do, but I'm no longer going to feel bad about me living my life and being happy because everybody has a right to do that. And everybody has choices to make to do that. And to me, my happiness was just not negotiable. And I talk to my family all the time. I talk to my sister all, all the time um, about that, about how, how happiness is not negotiable. And that if I can go to a whole nother state and and find my happiness and, and have somewhat of a good life, then um, I'm, I'm really demeaning my life. I do have a good life. I'm trying to become more grateful and more intentional of what I'm saying. Um, I do have a good life and I am extremely happy. Then you can do the same thing too. Like you can and you deserve it. So there's no need to have survivor's guilt when you deserve it. Just help whenever you can help people, give them, reach out a hand, give them advice, but don't feel like you owe your entire life to to helping people who sometimes just need to want to help themselves. And that's the first step is, is just saying that I am going to be happy that it's not negotiable. I'm going to do everything regardless of, of if it's hard or not to get to my happiness. Like that's, that's something that everyone has to have before they are able to reach a level of happiness. So, um, yeah, Survivor's guilt will come and you will look back and think, okay, am I supposed to go back or am I supposed to whatever? I ain't even done much and I got that survivor's guilt. So I can only imagine what people who actually quote unquote make it um, feel like. But yeah, so that's today's talk on moving away. It can be hard, y'all, like, but I think that it's, it's extremely worth it. You're going to experience so many new things you just have to take care of yourself and you have to deal with what it means to be you or you could possibly fall into a lot of different things I could have been on drugs I could have you know just fell into a lot of different stuff because big cities are big cities they have a lot of different things that you can get yourself wrapped up in I mean drinking was my thing I had a problem with drinking when I first came down here um, but it could have been worse. So just be on the lookout and make sure you take care of yourself. And here's to the birds who don't know that they have wings yet. And to all the birds who are a little fearful of jumping, may you soar and accomplish all of the dreams in your head that you think are just thoughts. 
they can and will become a reality because you deserve it. You are enough. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Uninterrupted. The videos will be coming out, I think, in two weeks. Um, I had to put it back because I had some stuff to do for work. But if you have any ideas of topics that you want me to cover, if you want to be a part of our next vlog talks, if you want to be a part of the podcast, I would love to have you on. Just let me know. Just hit me up and let me know. You can catch us on Girl Uninterrupted. That's G-R-R-R-L underscore Uninterrupted on Instagram. Or you can just directly DM me. And that's Lisa, L-I-S-A, Giles, G-I-L-E-S with four extra S's on the end. And I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to hearing about your experiences. This is for you. I am telling you guys my story so maybe you can feel bold enough to tell me yours <laughs> i love you guys i hope you enjoy pride go out and have some fun and i'll see you in about two weeks bye